0: Welcome to The Endgame, a podcast about the positive aspects of aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I'm your host, Don Akshin. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get on with today's show. My guest today is Paula Marie Usri. Paula is a writer, researcher, a former TEDx speaker, a former professor of speech communication, and a certified professional retirement coach. Paula produces a monthly newsletter on positive aging, and she facilitates workshops for women's empowerment. Her newest book is Refusing to Be Invisible, Life Planning Empowerment Strategies for Women 50 Plus. Paula Marie, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me as a guest on your program. I appreciate it very much.
0: Well, and I appreciated being featured in your newsletter as well, so thank you. Tell me, what is it that you mean by invisible?
1: Oh my goodness, you know, first I want to say that men have written, older men have written about feeling invisible as well. So even though my focus is on women because it's a little bit different, what I mean is uh, basically feeling erased. Uh, and, And I think there's two levels. On one hand, uh, you may feel like you're not even seen. You may say something in a meeting and everybody ignores you. You feel like your voice is not heard or people look over you and the i think at a deeper level being invisible means that people no longer see you as an individual but as an old person or an old lady and so uh, they don't uh, recognize your individuality uh, or attributes that you might have you become stereotyped that's another way of being invisible
0: could you give me some examples of situations that that make women feel invisible
1: Where do I start? I've certainly heard an awful lot of examples from other women, especially as I was doing my research for my book. Uh, One very common one is women will talk about shopping and uh, they'll be completely ignored. I use an example in my book of a woman, I believe her name was Rita, who was trying to buy a new car. She had money, but the salesperson just walked right by her and went over and helped a young More attractive woman and even though she'd been standing there just completely ignored or maybe in a workplace setting you uh, make a comment and people start talking right over you and or interrupting you or not recognizing your presence in a room not even regarding you as hey good to see you but just ignoring you and that's fairly common too um, one woman told me, like in a healthcare setting, this is going back to the stereotypes, seeing us not as individuals, but just as old ladies or old people. And research says this happens in healthcare settings more often for women than men, but to have our voices silenced, basically, and that feels very invisible. One woman told me she had a health concern and she went to her doctor. To get it addressed, she was a very healthy, vibrant uh, woman in her early 70s. And the doctor told her, well, what do you expect at your age? All of a sudden, her voice was not heard. Her concerns were not heard. She was discounted. And so she went to another doctor. The other doctor said, hey, this is the problem. And it was addressed immediately. And that's just another example uh so uh, it can happen in social situations you're with family or friends and all of a sudden there's a circle of discussion and you're sitting on the outside you must not have anything relevant to say At your age, you're not interesting anymore, uh, or they just simply don't even want to look at you. I mean, how do you relate to somebody who's over 50 or over 60 or over 70 and you're a younger person? So you become this stranger in the presence of others. And uh, sometimes it's easier for people to simply ignore. They just ignore or not see you. And you think, oh, my gosh, I have all this experience. I feel like I'm on the top of my game. I'm still the same person I've always been, but better in a lot of ways. And nobody recognizes it, hears it, sees us.
0: So it sounds like it could be ageism. It also sounds like it could be sexism. Um, I both? think for
1: women, and that's where... Yes, that's exactly uh, true. Uh, For women, uh, it's a combination of both ageism and sexism. Uh, As an example, uh, Pew Research, I believe it was 2017, wanted to find out what, in this situation Americans valued most in men and women now for men it was more along the lines of their character for women it was their appearance women in our culture tend to be valued tend to be recognized when they're youthful looking and attractive and as you get into your 50s and beyond or even before that uh, that youthfulness that vibrance that attractiveness that that was so valued uh, starts to fade. And so who are you then? And that is really sexism.
0: It would seem like there would be a real danger if if women actually in, imbibed these negative views of, of how they're perceived. Mm. Would you, have you seen that happen too? Yes. Well,
1: there's a lot of research on that. And I think... I, I think just observations. When we start believing that our value is diminished because we get older, which should actually be just the opposite, we have a, I think, as you talk about, you know, we have this opportunity uh, to have this joyful, whole brand new, positive experience and use all that we have to the fullest in new ways. But instead, I think, especially for women, um, there's a fear. Of losing what we had we try to hold on to it or a lot of women do and so we rely on all kinds of cosmetics and uh, uh, other procedures and in fact uh, I think it was 2018 uh, the I think it was American plastic surgery or, or, or one research report said that of all the plastic surgery facelifts in the United States 90% were women So women are willing to go to extremes. And I will confess, I considered it myself as well as I started being treated differently. I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to do something. But then I realized that's ridiculous. I was willing to rearrange my face because I was afraid of what other people thought and how other people were defining me. And that's one thing that happens. The other thing, it's uh, as we internalize uh, negative views of aging, especially as women, that we somehow are not worth anything. Research again is very clear that that not only affects our self-esteem, but our health and our well-being, and even our longevity, we start giving up, we start feeling, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, we start feeling less than, uh, we start withdrawing. All those things um, have some very negative impacts. Well, this is tough. And it's, by the way, can I say this? It's it's hard not to internalize it because we are bombarded with messages constantly from the media, from other sources telling us, oh, you know, you've got a problem. You're getting older. We've got a cure for you. Try our product. Try our procedure. And you hear this constantly and you see these um, uh, airbrushed um advertisements of these perfect women and you see yourself and you think oh my gosh you know I no longer fit and uh, so you're bombarded with it and it really I think requires uh, a constant diligence uh, on our part not to internalize that and for me I have found finding positive role models of older women has been a big help I look to those women whether past or present and say yes being older is a beautiful thing and that's the kind of person i want to grow into as i continue to age that frees me
0: but you have to assume that these role models too faced these kinds of experiences of invisibility um sure what what are some appropriate responses that a woman can take when when confronted with this and by appropriate i don't mean yeah, I, I, I don't mean putting on a miniskirt at, at 80. I don't think that's a oh. <laughs>
1: response. In fact, that I think leads to greater ridicule a lot of times uh, okay. when we can't gracefully and uh, uh, embrace a new chapter. It's a different chapter. It's a huge transition. It's a different chapter in our life. Um, some of the things we can do is just be mindful of our communication, particularly our nonverbal communication i uh, have a friend a former colleague who was able to use her body in such a way that she commanded respect and presence she held her posture you know She was, instead of bending over or feeling diminished, she stood tall, she strode into rooms, she dressed, she had a flowing scarf, she gave people eye contact, she didn't allow herself to feel diminished, people had respect for her and and she was in her uh, 60s when I recall some of these images of her. How we use our body has a lot to do with how people perceive us. When I take walks, I think about my body. What's my posture looking like? Am I bent over? Am I looking smaller? Or am I standing strong? Am I using my posture in a healthy, vibrant way? Um, How I stand when I want customer service. It usually works. It doesn't always, but it usually works. I will make myself bigger. Sometimes I will, and I'm not very tall. I'm five foot I'm now five foot three or five foot two and a half. I will stand with my feet uh, apart a little bit so I I have a little bit more presence and I'll use more direct eye contact and that seems to, to help as well. In meetings in the past, I used to be the department chair. I'd facilitate my meetings, but people still at a certain point thought it was okay to talk over me. And so finally, without being aggressive, I'd have to hold up my hand and say, okay just a minute i'm still talking you're next you know and so i'd have to use some of those nonverbal signals while at the same time not getting irritated that's the mindful part and using tone that wasn't offensive Uh, so those are things that when we think about it um, they're good opportunities to turn the situation back around and sometimes help teach other people
0: well you mentioned communication and Mm-hmm. This is this is something that I'm very aware of. In, of course. Let me give you let me give you a for instance. Um, my wife was is a professional woman, and she has uh, very often been in situations where people take her ideas and credit themselves for them, or mm-hmm. talk over her, or ignore her. And it seems to me that for women of any age, there's a problem of how you avoid being invisible and yet don't fall into the the opposite trap of being labeled too overly aggressive or pushy or, or words that are worse for the same condition. That seems to be a supreme challenge. I
1: think it is. It for me, and that's my background. You know, I I spent. My professional career in the communication field, like you, and just a, a little bit different flavor. But um, it, it again reminds me that I have to always be intentional, which sometimes I'm not. Sometimes, um, and so much of our communication, especially verbally, is emotional. Sometimes I get offended or, you know, I, I find my emotions rushing to the forefront. And that does make me come across as, as uh, very aggressive if I allow that to happen. And sometimes, it does if I can pause and I provide a lot of examples of women who have learned to do that and sometimes you know I'm pretty successful at it uh, to pause for a moment to gather our thoughts and then to be very aware of the tone we use uh, when talking to other people oh Uh, you know, it sounds like something I just said, instead of that sounds like something I just said. You know, there's a big difference in how we use our voice and how we use our tone. And also... And I think part of it is the stories we tell about ourselves. You know, we, we can say, I, you know, I felt really good. You know, I, I felt really good about that product I just produced, you know, and, and uh, I'm, I'm going to continue. To, that's what I like to do, continue to learn and grow in this field. And, and so we're sending this message out to other people about how we see ourselves and how we want them to see us as, as well. I tell people uh, constantly, uh, and it's a story that's true of me, but I want people to understand it. I'm a lifelong learner. I'm going to continue to learn, and I'm going to continue to grow for the rest of my life. I'm not a stereotypical, she's done, she's finished, she's through. I'm a person who continues to learn and grow, as I think most people are.
0: I think the most satisfied ones are. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm of the same camp. I've long said that instead of instead of getting a graduate degree, I would just keep exploring things through writing and learning about stuff constantly, and I'm still doing that. And I think it keeps you sharp and it keeps you interesting to be around too. Yeah,
1: so good for our 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 mind, our, our keeping our brains engaged constantly. <laughs>
0: So in your book, you make a case for women to throw off those invisibility cloaks and take charge. Um, what's what's the thing that they can do the best that will be the most effective?
1: Oh, you mean in terms of throwing it off or the opportunity that's
0: ahead? <laughs> well, either. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'll start with the second, uh, and, I, and I'll go back to something that you said as well, and you talked about, and when when I was interviewing you <laughs> for my newsletter, uh, that, you know, as we look ahead, we can anticipate a positive, joyful experience, and when we start, and that's why role models, I think, are really important, too, when we start visualizing what can be what is yet to be it's a new chapter it's very different than our previous chapter but we no longer have some of the same responsibilities that we once did as you pointed out we can uh, recreate uh, a different kind of life for ourselves we can continue digging deeper into uh, things that we enjoyed i just picked up the flute again after about 50 years I have the privilege and the time uh to do that. I sound terrible, but um it gives me joy. It's something it it's something that I wanted to do. I have the freedom. Now I'm post career. Uh I'm not I don't have children. I have grandchildren. I don't have children around, but I have grandchildren. I love being an older woman. Uh, As a friend of mine who grew up in Korea said, and it was a different time, things have changed in Korea as well. She said, you know, being an older woman is the best thing because I'm free to be me. I don't have to meet anybody's gendered expectations. I don't have to be a certain way that other people tell me I have to be. I can be me. That's what I'm discovering as well. And so many other women have told me the same thing free
0: we're free very interesting
1: and I I, one other thing I would like to add if I could um, and there's so much written about this but having a sense of purpose that becomes more important I think that's our in in terms of our lifespan and life uh, adult development that point where we want to leave a legacy having a sense of purpose is something that's also very powerful and it also helps other people see us in a different way we're people on a mission and that's something that we convey a lot of times non-verbally and in what we talk about but i think that is so very important and um, i do talk about a sense of purpose uh, in my last chapter of my book okay and my purpose i can i can tell you it's a single sentence but it governs what i do and I, I am committed to encouraging people to develop a sense of empowerment. And that is what I do. That's why I taught for years as a speech teacher. I wanted people to feel empowered. I wanted to encourage them to be who they could be. That's empowerment.
0: And you believe that a person who, who feels invisible now can learn to become empowered
1: absolutely absolutely and there's so many different ways that we can do that and recognizing we all have power we all have influence we have an opportunity to define who we want to be we don't have to let advertisers the media other people tell us who we are we have the power to do that and there's so many different ways we can feel more empowered and most of my book i talk about empowerment strategies for women Um, everybody can do that
0: terrific paula marie thank you for this important information on a topic that really doesn't get enough attention and you can get a copy of paula marie's book refusing to be invisible through amazon.com and you can learn more about paula's newsletter and workshops on her website Boomer Best U, that's the letter U only. com. Thank you so much, Paula.
1: Thank you, Don.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, The Endgame, at theendgame.substack.com. I'm Don Auction wishing you all the best in aging with grace, with joy, and with purpose. I hope you'll join us for future programs here at The Endgame.